0: Hi, my name is Kamaria Clark. I am from Lynchburg, Virginia, and have lived in both Lynchburg and Rustburg, which are both small cities in Virginia. I attended Rustburg Elementary School, Rustburg Middle School, and I graduated from Rustburg High School earlier this year in June of 2021. I'm a first year student at Randolph College, class of 2025. I have not declared a major yet. However, I am considering either a psychology or sociology major with a minor in Spanish as well as African-American studies. Prior to this class, I had very limited knowledge on black history and there is still so much for me to learn. It was simply left out of my school's curriculum. The most that I was taught about was a brief summary of slavery and Harriet Tubman. And there was a limited focus on the civil rights movement with leaders like MLK and Rosa Parks. And actually, when I was in fifth grade, my teacher told me that the Ku Klux Klan was a group of self-hating black people that would terrorize their own communities. And I remember going home to tell my mom about what I had just learned And I remember being confused because something about that information just didn't feel quite right. It didn't really make sense. And so my mom told me the truth about the KKK and she showed me pictures and the images of white hoods and burning crosses were ingrained into my mind. And I think about that a lot, especially now, because... So much of our education system is built on lies and have truths, as is all of American history. It's all whitewashed with slanted narratives and euphemisms. But honestly, I consider this class a privilege. I'm so grateful for this class and for my professor, Dr. Justina Licata, because my eyes have been opened so much. My ears are opened and... My mind is continually expanding. Um, and it's just, it's truly been, it's been a life changer in all honesty. But without further ado, the art. I have selected the artwork titled From Here I Saw What Happened and I Cried by Carrie Mae Weems. It was created in 1996. These works are in the permanent collection of the Mayer Museum of Art at Randolph College. The four photographs in the Mayor's collection are part of a larger project that included 33 tinted photographs and poetry and prose written by Carrie Mae Weems. To create this body of work, Weems re-photographed and enlarged and enlarged original daguerreotypes from the collection of Harvard University's Peabody Museum of Archaeology and Ethnology. The original daguerreotypes were taken in 1850 by Joseph T. Zealy, also known as J.T. Zeely. He was a photographer born in Charleston, South Carolina, and the daguerreotypes were commissioned by Louis Agassiz. And Agassiz, born in Motier, Switzerland, was a major contributor, contributor to natural science, especially his work on glacier activity and the identification of extinct fishes, polygenesis, which is essentially the theory that various human races have different origins. And although he made groundbreaking discoveries in natural sciences, he had many theories based on racial bias. And as a matter of fact, his racial his racist belief in polygenesis is the reason behind the commission of the daguerreotypes, because these daguerreotypes were used to degrade black people in order to prove that they were inferior to the white race. And a common belief in polygenesis is that the superiority of white people could be shown and proven in the shapes of skulls and facial structures as well as facial features. And this is where the comparison of black people to monkeys and chimpanzees comes in, all in an effort to spread white supremacy. From Here I Saw What Happened and I Cried by Carrie Mae Weems begins with an image of a black woman and contains the words, from here I saw what happened. The final image reads, and I cried. As mentioned earlier, the Mayer Museum of Art, my college's museum is currently exhibiting the first four photographs from Weems series. The first red image is the appropriated daguerreotype of a black woman facing to the right in profile. Her breasts are exposed. She has short hair and it appears that her eyes are either closed or she is looking down and her eyelids are low. She is standing straight up. From what can be seen of her face, she seems to be very tense or uncomfortable. She looks to me like she is fighting back tears or trying to keep her mouth shut. The glass over the image is etched with the text, You Became a Scientific Profile. The second red image is of a slender man appearing to be older in age. He is facing forward, facing the viewer head on. He is not wearing a shirt he has a small frame but he is muscular his cheekbones are high but there is pain in his face not necessarily physical pain but he looks to me as if he is holding back tears looking into his eyes he appears weak and tired he does not smile Rather, he appears to be holding his mouth straight, no curve upward or downward. He has short, thin hair. The glass over his photograph reads, a negroid type. The third red image is of another male, also slender and muscular. He is younger. I see pain, and shame in his face. His lip looks like it is quivering. His eyebrows are furrowed. Wrinkles are shown on his forehead. He is uncomfortable. He seems afraid. The veins in his neck are visible like they are fighting the knot that is made and felt in the throat when tears or screams are being held back. His nose is wide. Nostrils are flared. The words in anthropological debate are etched on the glass and appear across his chest. The final red image of the four is a woman, breast exposed. Her breasts hang lower, nipples facing downward. She is either sweating or or her face is wet from tears, maybe both. Her lips are clenched tight, like she feels humiliated. To me, she almost looks angry, but she looks wounded, not necessarily physically, but emotionally. The definition of her collarbone is visible almost like she is holding a deep, sharp inhale in an attempt to be perfectly still. Her eyes stand out to me the most because they are more than sad, more than enraged. My guess would be that this is not her first time being exposed in this way for the pleasure or benefit of the other person or for the viewer. She is tired, she is insulted and disrespected. The text and a photographic subject is spread on the glass across her chest, right under her neck and across her shoulders. Carrie Mae Weems was born in Portland, Oregon on April 20th, 1953. Weems is considered one of the most influential contemporary artists with art that addresses themes such as cultural identity, sexism, political systems, and consequences of power. She had an extensive portfolio of work when she created From Here I Saw What Happened and I Cried in 1996. Weems has challenged beliefs on race, gender, and gender roles, sexuality, beauty, and so many others through her work she is an inspiration to many because she has a great eye but in my opinion her work is so astonishing because of the authenticity of it she seems like a bold woman with a streak of fire that is ignited through her passion The four images feature four enslaved individuals who are all at least half naked, if not completely nude. The original photos were not taken for the purpose of art or to appreciate the black body, but rather to degrade and display black bodies. Photographs like this were taken to determine how healthy or how fit slaves were, but there is also a much darker history that follows. Racism has always been undeniably prevalent in the United States of America. However, these photographs pertain specifically to scientific and medical racism. White people have always had a paradoxical obsession with Black people and their minds and their bodies and their anatomy, their culture, and everything else that involves Black people. During slavery, slaves were bought and sold to different plantation owners. There were often slave auctions held where slaves would be harshly studied and examined to ensure that they were in sufficient enough health to work tirelessly To no end for the benefit of their white counterparts. If there was a black individual with an illness, they were not given the same care as a white person, if any care or treatment at all. When they were seen by doctors, they were used. Yeah, you heard right. Used. Not treated, but used. Black people were used for experiments. They did not give consent in most cases because consent did not exist for beings regarded as property. White people quite literally had their way with black people. As an example, we can look at the history of gynecology. J. Marion Sims is known as the father of modern gynecology. And that, that is a problematic title in itself for several reasons, but a quick Google search will mention unethical practices, which is true, but it is quite the understatement. Black women were unexplainably violated by Sims and by his peers, by spectators and other experimenters, all highly, highly underqualified. They were forced into examinations and studies, as well as agonizing surgical procedures, which frequently resulted in infection. Another example would be the Tuskegee syphilis study. Again, a simple Internet search will mention ethical abuse. True, but again, an understatement. This study was beyond unethical, beyond morally wrong beyond a travesty and it was certainly no mistake going back to weems work of art the title makes sense because i look at america's untold truths and i am stunned i'm at a loss for words how do you feel how do you feel i cry too because this history is not ancient It is not as far back as we are told or even as far back as we wish that it was. This is all a very, very traumatizing history that continues to traumatize and harm and hurt black people. I selected this piece because it is vivid and it's so authentic It truly captures the Black experience and it tells a painful story. It moves me. Looking more closely at the portraits, looking into the eyes of the subjects, is very, very powerful. I wanted to cry. I still do want to cry. But the tears are not tears of only sadness. Anger and rage accompany sadness. Sadness is truly sorrow. It is sympathy and regret and the loss of hope. The tears entail so much more than just sadness. And while nothing that I feel can ever measure up to what the people in those images felt, I feel for them. I feel for my Black people. The images are graphic. They are intended for mature audiences. Yet even the most mature individuals may cower or shy away. These people did not volunteer themselves they were forced they were violated they were exposed in a way that goes beyond their physical appearance appearance beyond their naked bodies and it's infuriating and intolerable to look at these images i feel as if i am the one being exposed i feel as though i am being violated So I can only wonder what these individuals felt to be examined and studied, to be preyed upon and taken advantage of, to be put on display, to be used as an exhibit, to be the ugly yet so astonishing freak of a subject, to be degraded, to be dehumanized, to be completely bare and visible yet so silenced and hidden. It is almost as if white people thought only of black people as things, not humans, not people, not beings, not alive, but they wanted us dead. Not even as animals, just just things, just things, disgusting and wonderful things, hideous and hateful and evil things. Things. to conclude this episode i would like to end with a moment of silence for my ancestors for my people as an honor to them to their blood sweat and tears to their flesh and bones to their souls may they rest in peace and in power and may they be with us on this journey that we call life in America, a true battle for change. Thank you. You know, I question if silence is appropriate in this case, because haven't we black people and our allies, been silenced enough? I wonder if my ancestors appreciate that moment of silence or if they would scold me. I wonder how they feel when so many of us are shaken up and paralyzed with fear and disgust. Are they insulted because they were the ones that had to bear that burden? Are they understanding? Are they insistent on us closing our mouths because they hang so low or collecting our thoughts when our minds and words escape us? Are they stern and demanding that we be the change that we want to see? Are they only hoping that we live a better life than they were ever afforded? I wonder how healed their souls are after all this time. I mean, truly, I believe they all still cry. Perhaps their tears are those of joy because times have changed. Perhaps, perhaps those crocodile tears are filled with the reflection of pride. Truly, from here, I saw what happened, and I cried. Thank you for your time. Thank you for listening.